Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Daily, the podcast that looks to unite and elevate hearts and minds of sisters far and wide. I am so happy that you've chosen to join us for yet another episode. So in this episode, uh, I've titled it Daddyless Daughters versus God the Father. In this episode, I'm going to expose the potential issues, especially the issues I had with accepting and understanding God to be my father. Why? Because I grew up without my own and I encountered a lot of issues, issues that I didn't know I actually had relating to God as father. But in this episode, I'm going to share my experience of how that impacted my life and how that impacted my relationship with God. So I'm going to share my personal experiences and then I'm going to give you some tips and tools that I use, some practical guidances that I use to reconnect and realign my understanding as God being my father. So if you are interested, you know, born and raised without your own father, not too sure if you've understood the concept of God being your father, then stay tuned and we'll get to it. So how did this all begin? I guess being born and raised in an apostolic church, God was presented to me in various ways. Um, He was presented as my saviour, my redeemer, my judge, my high priest and various other things. God was presented to me in a certain way and I gave my life to him as a young girl. I was less than 10 when I got baptised and It wasn't until my mid-twenties I had an experience that made me realise that I didn't get God as father. I didn't understand God as father. I didn't know him as father. I didn't understand the concept of father. So obviously I know how one becomes a father in a natural sense and I understand how two people related and how one of them becomes a father, one of them is the father. I understand that, but having been raised without my own biological father in my life, it actually left me pretty estranged from the concept of father, not not only the physical presence of a father, but the concept of father. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, I was raised by uh, an amazing, an amazing, an amazing man, my grandfather, he was, you know, he still is the most amazing man I have ever met in my life. But truth be told, and facts being facts, and biology being biology, he's not my father. He stepped in, he did a good job, he did an amazing job, but he's not my father. And for me, that was something that I didn't even understand had impacted my life until I was much older. There was one experience that I had going to church and going up for prayer and the pastor came to pray with me and he said to me, talk to God like he's your father. And I was there and I did what I usually do. I went up and prayed in no particular different style or manner or fashion based on what he just told me to do. I prayed and we prayed together. We prayed in agreement and I went back home. But for some reason, what he'd asked me to do really triggered me. And I sat down and I thought about this statement, talk to God like a father. And I just thought, I don't actually know what you're talking about. I don't know how to talk to God like a father because I don't know how to talk to anybody 
like a father. I don't understand the concept of father. I don't have an understanding of what that actually means. You know, if you ask somebody to do something like something else, then you'd have to know what that something else is. If you ask me to bark like a dog, because I know what a dog is and what a dog sounds like, I can do that because I'm familiar with that. But asking me to talk to God like a father, I didn't get it. I didn't I didn't understand it. Now I've watched many interact with their own fathers over over my life, you know, having understood understood concepts like daddy's little girl and daddy's little princess. But in all honesty, none of that resonated with me. None of it at all. Like I said, been brought up with an amazing, an amazing man who treated me like his own, but he wasn't my father. And I found this an actual challenge in my life. So what was my understanding of father when I when I decided to look at it? So how did that make me feel that my own father was not present? It made me feel abandoned. It made me feel left. It made me feel unloved. It made me feel unworthy. Something I really didn't understand was I couldn't understand how a parent could have a child that they're supposed to love love without choice, I didn't understand that my father could make the choice not to love me or not to be present. And that's a choice that he made every single day. Now, my father's not dead. I think it would be different if my father was dead and I'm not wishing that on him. But I think it would be a different process for me if my father was dead or if my father wasn't around or if I didn't even know who my father was. But my father is very much alive. My father knows who I am. My father knows where I am. And at most times he's known where I've lived. But on a daily basis, he would have the choice to be a father or not. And he would make the choice not to. That was my understanding of what father was. That's what fathers did. That's what my father did. That was my concept. So I felt very unworthy, very unloved. It wasn't a nice understanding of father. And how did that impact my life? Many women can testify of this who have grown up without their fathers or present male role models in their life. It leaves you feeling um, empty, empty, constantly searching for validation, Uh, not just from males, but validation in general. So I went searching for it from a very young age. I was searching. I was a people pleaser because I thought I could get your attention. If I did what you wanted me to do, you'd stick around and you'd validate me. You'd like me, maybe not even love me, but you'd like me. So I became a people pleaser, especially when it came to males. I gravitated towards males. I had more male friends than I did females. It was a yearning. It was a gap that I had. There was no male presence And from a very young age, developing a body and hormones and all that stuff, I became very interested in men because they were interested in me. But I had no filter to understand that their interest in me was not correct. It was not pure. And I fell into many traps looking for that validation, looking for that, just just looking for someone to see me, looking for someone to acknowledge me, looking for someone to even pretend that I was what they wanted, looking for someone to choose me in the presence of a man, my father, or the absence of a man, my father, who was daily choosing to ignore my presence, 
that for me was was soul destroying. So I went out and did what I had to do to get that acknowledgement. And that's how it impacted my relationships with other males and other people generally. How did it impact my relationship with God? Because of my estranged understanding of what a father was, I never understood God as father. I didn't get God as father. All those things that a father's supposed to be was not God to me because fathers abandon and fathers disappoint and fathers are late and fathers don't turn up and fathers just leave and fathers don't validate. That wasn't God, so God can't be father. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. This was my under of father. So God couldn't be father because that's not God. Those attributes are not God. But this is what I understood. So I understood God as judge. I could get that. As saviour. I could understand that. One who died on the cross for me. My Lord, my king, my friend. But father, I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't understand God as father. I didn't get it. I, I couldn't even accept it. I couldn't comprehend it. And it really wound me up because clearly I was missing a trick to this relationship thing. I was missing something by not understanding God as father. So I went to God. I went to him and I asked him to help me because I was I understood that there was something I was missing. There was something I was clearly not understanding and not getting from this relationship because I didn't understand God as father. So what did I do? The first, so these are, I'm going to give you a couple of steps and a couple of points, things that I did to start this journey of understanding God as Father. So the first thing that I did was open myself to change. So wanting better meant that I had to let go of what I knew. I had to let it go. I had to let go of my understanding of Father. I had to be willing to give up my concepts and my understanding of what a father was. Romans 12 verse 2 says that we shouldn't conform, we shouldn't pattern ourselves after the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And it says that then you'll be able to test and approve what is God's will for you. Only once your mind has been transformed and renewed can you prove God's perfect will for your life. In your own in your own mind state and in your old mind state, you can't testify and approve and stand to test the will of God because your mindset is wrong. Your mind needs to be transformed. So my mindset and my concept and my understanding of Father needed to change. I had to let go. I had to be willing to let go of what I knew as Father and open myself up to change, open myself up to a new concept of father if I was desperate enough and hungry enough to know God as father I had to let go of what I thought I knew I had to open my mind up to be renewed to be transformed to be willing to accept something different I think a lot of the times we don't want to let go of what we know we've we've come to understand something as a certain way and we're comfortable with that as dysfunctional and as chaotic and as painful as it might be but because it's all we know and it's what we know we're not even open to the concept that there might be something better but for me i knew there was something else i was missing something and i had to open myself up to better so number 1 i was opening myself up to change i was opening up myself to changing my understanding and my concept of father. Number two, I had to use the word now 
to retrain my mind as to who God was and what he was to me. I had to use the word of God. I had used my own life experiences to pattern and to uh, create an image of God. And I had to let that go. I had to retrain my mind. So having now opened my mind to the concept of there must be better, I had to use the word of God to retrain my mind. Psalms 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. Your word, not my word, not my experiences, not my trauma, not my upsets, not my hang-ups, not my failures, not other people's failures to me, not other people's dysfunction towards me, but his word had to become the light to my feet and the light to my pathway. I was about to embark on a journey and I needed light to my feet so that my footsteps could be ordered and light to my path so that my path could also be ordered. So that was Psalms 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. That was number two, using the word of God to retrain my mind. Number three, really important, I had to forgive my own father. I had to let it go entirely from the root. I had to let it go from the root. And that root was wrapped up in me forgiving my father, forgiving my father for abandoning me, forgiving my father for not being present, forgiving my father for messing up what should have been a very pure statement in my life, a very pure and consistent position in my life, a person being my father took two to create me, but one made a choice not to stay around to raise me. And I had to let that go. I had to forgive him. I had to release it all so that God, the perfect father, the actual father, the one that had the right model of fatherhood could fill in the gaps. I had to release my own understanding and release my father via forgiveness so that God could fill that gap as the perfect father. And number four, I had to let go of any doubts of God being my father. I had to let go of any doubts that I had that God could possibly love me, that God could possibly want me, that God could possibly choose me. Those things that a father should stand for and a father should represent in a girl's life or a little girl's life. I had to let go of any doubt of my heavenly father being able to be those things to me and a scripture that um, I, I came across was in Isaiah 63 verse 16 and it says doubtless thou art our father or doubtless you are our father it goes on to say though Abraham be ignorant of us and Israel doesn't even acknowledge us you O Lord are our father and when I read that scripture for the first time the word that came to me was adoption. I'll read it again. It's Isaiah 63, verse 16. Doubtless you are our father. Though Abraham be ignorant of us, and Israel doesn't even acknowledge us, you, O Lord, are our father. And if we break it down a bit, we have Abraham, the father of many nations. He is like the father of all nations. He is the ultimate father. Father Abraham had many sons, as we as we remember the song for those of us who grew up in that kind of church. He's the father of many nations. 
Now it says, even though Abraham, the father of many nations, is ignorant of us, even though that man, the father of many nations, doesn't even know us. And then it goes on to say, and Israel doesn't even acknowledge us. Now, who's Israel? The official church of God, the official family of God, the called out official first lot of God's people, even though they don't even acknowledge us. Now, how more abandoned could you feel as a child of God that Abraham, the father of many nations, and Israel, the people of God, don't know you and don't acknowledge you? But it doesn't matter because it goes on to say, you are our father. You're my father, irrespective of who acknowledges me, irrespective of who wants to acknowledge me, irrespective of who wants to like me, who doesn't want to like me, who wants to make the choice to be a father to me or not. Doubtless, you are my father. And do you know what's beautiful about it? Is is the point of adoption that came into my spirit. The point that if you think of adoption or the adoption process for you know a child or even a cat, for instance, the adoption process works like this: somebody makes a choice to take something on. You know, many times when you're adopting a child or you know a new family animal, you are given a synopsis of that person or or this animal you're told its likes its dislikes where it's come from its habits its traits all these kind of things it gives you a picture of this thing that you're about to adopt and you make a choice knowing everything you know about this child or about this animal you make a choice and there was something beautiful and something warming that came to my spirit And it was simply this, that God had chosen to adopt me. He knew everything about me. He knows my end from my beginning. He knows everything I'm going to do. I'm going to say, you know, the psalmist says that you know my thoughts before I even speak them, before they even come to me. You're aware of them. Nothing is hid from him. No part of my life, my past, my present, my future, nothing is hid from him. And he still chose me. He chose to adopt me. And that settled me in, in such an amazing way. And, you know, it, it's something even bigger than a father. Sounds strange. A father, you know, you make a, a child and you are that child's father. But there's something different about when you go out of your way to adopt. I had no right to be part of the family of God. I had no right, no reason. I, I couldn't have done it if I tried. But he knowing me. Him loving me chose me, chose me to be his child, the one that Abraham isn't even aware of and Israel doesn't acknowledge. You, God, are my father. So with that acknowledgement, what what does that mean for me now? It's a warm feeling that I have to know that I have a father. I spent a lot of my youth upset that my father had abandoned me. But there is something comforting to know that the God of all creation adopted me. The God of all creation is my father. The God of all creation has decided to choose me and he chooses me every single day. The fact that I have life, the fact that I have provision, the fact that I have favour and grace poured out on me. 
every day. He chooses to do that every single day. You know, Psalms 23 starts out and it says, the Lord is my shepherd. And what is a shepherd? A shepherd is a father. A shepherd is a provider. He's a protector, a keeper, a carer, one that covers, one that guards, one that helps. And that is now what I understand to be a father and that I can correlate back to God. He is my father. So my relationship now has changed because I can now go to him and say, daddy, such and such is hurting me or daddy, such and such is irritating me. So and so is hurting me. I can go to him like a father. I can now talk to God like a father because I understand that level of relationship. I understand that connection, that he's my father, he's my coverer, he's my protector, my helper, my provider, all those attributes of a father, I understand him to be now. So that means I can go to him in prayer like a father, not a judge. I'm not bringing a, you know, a case and a petition and a and a, and a board report and, and, and analysis and, and KPIs and, and measure. No, he's my dad. So if things are hurting me, if things are upsetting me, if things are causing me pain, I can very quickly go to him and say, Daddy, it hurts. You know, going through breakup, Daddy, it hurts. It hurts. This hurts. The next day, it still hurts. The next day, not so much, but it's still hurting. I can go to him. I can go to him openly and and in a way because I just know he's my father and I have that right. I have that ability. I have that right. When you know you have the right to access God as your father, it changes the dynamics of your relationship. So just to recap on, on the four things that I I did to reinstate my relationship and correct my understanding of both father and both my relationship with God as my father. So number one, I had to open myself up to change. Wanting better meant that I had to let go of what I knew, even as dysfunctional and chaotic as it was. That was number one. Number two, I had to use the word of God to retrain my mind as to who God was and what a father was. Number three, really important, I had to forgive my own biological father for messing up what was supposed to be a very pure statement of fatherhood or a father in my life. And number four, I had to lay to rest and, and give up all of my doubts of God even possibly being a father to me. Those are the four things that I did. So, you know, I hope and I pray that this has been of some kind of encouragement to you and just because you know you weren't maybe raised without your father doesn't mean that we've all come to understand God as father sometimes we just need to check our relationship status with God we're all good at checking relationship status and relationship goals with, with everything under the sun it seems but check your relationship status with God can you go to him like you would a father maybe not even your own father some relationships between daughters and fathers aren't the healthiest and even as Christians and, and people of God we still have those internal battles we're still humans just because we are Christians does not exempt us from things that happen to all humans we are all under the sun it rains on the just and the unjust because we're all on this earth but we have the opportunity and we have the right and we have to check our relationship with God 
for our own benefit. You know, the psalmist David said, search me, O God, know my thoughts, know my heart, see if there be some wicked ways in me. Ask God to search you. Check your relationship status with God. Do you have that connection with God as your father? Has your father concept been tainted in some way? Do you get father as the scriptures suggest God to be father as? Not as you understand, not your own concept of a father, but as the scriptures tell us that God is father. What's your relationship status with God? you have enjoyed today's episode daddyless daughters versus god the father i hope you've been encouraged to check your own relationship status with god and been encouraged to take the journey with god and really solidify your relationship with him as your father so if you've enjoyed this episode of sisters daily i'd love for you to keep in contact with me follow me here on spotify or if you found me on soundcloud or you can also find me on itunes now please follow, subscribe and keep in contact. You can also email me directly on sistersdaily.info at gmail.com. I'll say that again, sistersdaily.info at gmail.com. Please feel free to connect with me, email me, any comments, questions or support that you would like, please feel free to comment and to get in contact with me. You can also read my blogs on WordPress. Again, if you just search sistersdaily.com, blog post you can find me there you can also find me on instagram and it's sisters underscore daily underscore blog so this has been another episode of sisters daily from my heart to yours take care